Welcome to Just Winging It. Yeah! What's up, man? Monster Truck Rally. What's your name? Do you still go to those? Uh, we haven't been in a long time. Huh. You know why? Why? Because we moved on to Formula One as our primary motorsport. Oh, that's motorsport. right. Classy. And so, yeah. yeah. I'm John we, Abdullah. We've gone up. I'm Patrick Green. We've gone up a little bit in terms of our, you know, we're a little bit higher class now. Yeah. You know. Because there comes a point, you can only follow so many sports. Oh, you know? totally. Like, or or right. anything in life, hobbies. I mean, you've exceeded any sort of expectation there. It's true. I am in uncharted territory. It's true. But even I, I hit a wall. Like last night, for example, there was a Bruins commercial on. And I was like, Jude, what sport is that? And he's like, is that hockey? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that looks easy. And I was like, well, I don't think it's easy. And he's like, well, why don't we ever talk about it? And I was like, you know what? Because I do not care about <laughs> hockey like i'm sorry i understand we're in boston yeah i understand that we're in the northeast i don't know how i deal with sports. don't care about i'm like i don't i can't follow that many sports i you know? yeah, i mean you already follow more than i though i don't even follow anything really i watch the super bowl but i mean true. i don't have capacity i'd rather focus on the other stuff movies and oh god reading you go and, with your cult i know i know go it's to not, museums it's not even i'm not that's it's not, not an either or i know it sounds saying, judgy no, no no i'm saying there's a quantity limit, okay? There's just a number of things that you can be interested in and fully engage on. I'm not saying right. it's because I feel like, oh, I'm, that's an art and I'm getting more out of it. Right. I respect the fact, I respect what athletes do. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I'm i not as drawn. When you uh, were a kid, did you ever, cons- I'd cut you off before the end of that. It thought, doesn't matter. It was, we're gonna it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever want to be a professional athlete? And oh, probably. So what sport? Football, definitely. I, and I would American actually, football. Yeah, I would play um, what, what pick position? up football, a quarterback, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah. Really? And yeah. I would play pick up football with my friends through like middle school and high school. Never organized, really? but like pick up were games. Were you typically the QB in that um, situation? I was always, yeah. And well, you were always the always. QB. You got a good spiral? Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, I don't even know. What, what am I going to do? Show like, me how you throw. I mean, it, <laughs> you gotta you gotta let it roll you off your with fingers. The elbow. Yeah, you pull the elbow down. Yeah, okay, fuck you. Yeah, I'm fucking um, terrible at it. I mean, I but I, I was don't know always how I now. was always the quarterback. It's awesome. But that's Isn't only it, because I was the pushiest one. How thrilling is it to nail a pass? Like especially if you've set it up, you know, like are right, you yes. go, you know, hook left and all that, and yeah. then you actually nail it. Oh my god, it's so much it's power. So it's satisfying. So much, it's so much power. The, the problem is that literally never happened when I played quarterback, <laughs> and then I, and then I played actual football in high school. Um, and oh, I was, did you really? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. And I was not the quarterback. I will tell you that. I was third string. I mean, because you got to be really good, right, in an actual yeah, you have organized to be sports not me to be quarterback. To do, <laughs> to do that, I was like, I was not. I was like 120 pounds, um, and I was the third string safety, and I would sometimes <laughs> swing to cornerback, not quarter, <laughs> cornerback. Um, and I was also the kick designated kick returner, oh, which nice. was the worst job. I have to say, I've had the some shitty jobs in my fun. life. It is. Have you... All right, so picture it from the kick returner's point of view, okay? You are waiting there just out in the open yep. for a fucking ball to come down, and then you look, and there is Every a field is an full army. of people running at you, <laughs> and you are 120 pounds, oh. and you're looking at this and thinking, I'm going to be killed. Like, there's yeah. no way that this is... And every time, it was just... It was horrifying. And, you know, you get a block, and you're running behind the block, and then it's like somebody slips through, and, of course, it's a 700-pound monstrosity, steroidal... Don't you steroidal. think this all served you now as a parent, that that It does kind of remind me, actually, yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's sort of similar, you know. Uh, you know, you shit your pants, you get the wind knocked out of you, you're scared, you're dazed, you're confused, you're and being predated. And you just feel predated. the rush of this newborn coming at you. Right. Uh, I don't know where I, it kind of breaks down there. Actually. Yeah, that's not, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's about that's about where it stops. I think I was just trying to get us off to a different topic. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's that's probably a, a, fa- a fair a fair bet. <laughs> How you been? I've been pretty good. I've been yeah. pretty good. A little bit tired. A little bit uh, all over the place. How's the but... sleep thing going? 
For the kids? Well, yeah. I mean, I meant for well, you, but of course, that is a question about the kids. Well, here, so for me personally, I keep getting in this routine, which I might have brought up on the podcast, but fuck it. Nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, exactly. If you are listening and have already said this, then just turn it off. But also, tell somebody about the show. Uh, we need the money. Plus one. Um, so I've been uh, getting into this routine where we fall asleep when we put the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm speaking for Micah, too. We both do. Like, you know, we go and we do, as I've mentioned before, like, you know, I lay with Jude and she lays with Henry, you know. And we, by yeah. that point, you know, we go up and we, we like read midnight for at that a point. long time. It's very late. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we go up and read at like 830 and then mm-hmm. they usually go to bed by about 915 okay. or so. Um, but the problem is that like at, by 915 at night, like I'm also actually just tired oh yeah i'm like i'm like definitely starting to sundown so so we go to bed you know yeah yeah. so we end up falling asleep next to them like on the floor Mm -hmm. and then waking up at 10 o'clock and be like oh shit like it'll be just like we've missed like the only time we had to hang out or to like catch up on all the other things we're doing yeah but also i've just taken a like a long nap so i am wired again yeah and then i don't go to bed until one in the morning you know that's rough and And uh, then you wake up at what time six six thirty uh, it's it's That's hard. No good. Yeah, it's not. You got to clean that other, shit up. The other issue is that the kids like, and I don't. I see. I don't want to put like. You can just the, stop at the other issue is the kids. <laughs> the other issue is the kids charging down the field at me. <laughs> so they they've been doing this thing where like every single morning I wake up and they're both in bed with us, mm-hmm. and we don't really know. When or how it's happening? <laughs> Isn't it amazing how much of uh, like that? That's happened to me a bunch too. Where uh, some nights, you know, if it's the other person who goes in and has to tend to the kids, or in the case of Bethany, she actually uh, is on call some nights, and she'll have several calls, and I I don't remember any of it. As soon as she mentions it, it starts to like you know come back to my memory, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the case of kids and how they get into your bed, it is kind of an amazing thing, isn't it? It's weird because you're not really, really like alert when it happens. Yeah. And I think it's happening at different times of the night. And what it's does that look like, like for you? I Actually, that was something that's been pretty recent for us going on, too, I wanted to talk about. Really? Yeah. So what do you mean, what does it look like for me? Well, I mean, like, is it, in the case of Henry now, he can also just get out of bed and come that's into your That's what he's doing, right? yeah. Okay. So, which is great. So there's a, there's a good thing to this, yeah. which is that he's not screaming in the middle of the night It's anymore, true, because right? then that doesn't wake up Jude, and, you, and it means, more importantly, you don't have to get up. <laughs> right, but what I think is happening, and Jude alludes to this sometimes in the morning, regarding, I think what's happening is Henry wakes up in the night, mm-hmm. and then he walks over and gets Jude wake. And then they both, and then Jude's like, oh, I don't want to like get him back to bed again. So then they just come into our room, yeah. And then they both just stay there, what, and it's like between sometime between like one a.m. and five a.m. This is happening, but we're yeah. never awake for it, so we don't know the sequence of events that right. leads to it. So how do you imagine it? What is he saying to Jude to wake him up, or what is his tactic to wake him up? I think he's just hitting him with toys because that's his <laughs> tactic to wake everybody up. It's well, like the teenager at the window throwing a rock at the yeah, window right. to get the person's the attention. Box. Yeah, yeah, junk but, sack. But he just throws toys into Jude's face. He just throws Spider-Man action figures. Yeah. So what about you? What's changing with you? And well, your sleep so we've been dealing with it for a few nights, and I had actually just just these past two nights, two situations happen that were very different, but both led to a kid in our bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird. It does sound weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm just set. I'm I'm applying way too much setup for like a pretty. Hey, did you know the kid? Yes. <laughs> the way you said it made it sound like you just like woke up and there was a child in your bedroom. No, you know? what I'm getting at is, okay, one night it was Grace and one night it was Luke. But oh, so it did change, okay. It did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different kids, but I know who the kids are, I think. That's a good start. They looked similar, at least. What if they were taken over by aliens and they actually aren't my kids? That's something I think about Shit. a lot, actually. Anyway, okay. So maybe like last week, it was happening where, I think I talked to you about this, where, you know, it happens once, Grace will come out and come into our bed and... uh it's like all right, fine. I don't really mind it, you does know. She snuggle. When we she have does a, 
She does a little bit, but she's actually pretty good about. We have a you know king size Casper, as I've talked about. Oh, that's in the right. Show. Yeah, you have the monster. So yeah. not only is it very large, but you also because it's a quality Casper mattress. Right, because your sleep is you really so can't deep. feel the I other mean, people on right. the mattress. There's you know, no, there's no transition bounce. of it's great. Right, no bounce. So you so throw I a actually ball on it. Right? Yeah, you can throw everything. Oh, totally. We've the done water that. Just for testing it. Wine exactly. Glasses. Yeah. We actually we used to you know be pro uh, bowlers, and so we often will you know it's just you're too tired. You come home from bowling, and you just want to drop it onto the mattress, and you just want to see how it bounces. And exactly. If it things, you're like you know what we got yeah. these fat heels. Exactly. Um, it's also a nice therapy when you roll over a bowling ball with your back. Have you ever tried that? It's great. <laughs> I bet it's great. Yeah. So it really doesn't bother me when Grace comes into our bed. Um, and it's also, honestly, maybe you can relate to this. Um, we're not going to have this for much longer, you know? Mm. And it's just like, I don't know. It's really nice. Oh, my God. I fucking love it. Right. And okay. our kids both snuggle which really you're all aggressively, about, right? which, yeah. of course, my language of love. I, I am to an extent. Like, I'll deal with some snuggling, and it's like, it's fun. But then if it's too much and I need to, like, really sleep, it's, yeah. you know. Or when I wake up in the middle of the night, which happened yesterday with Luke, and like you're 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 bent in such a way oh that God. you know it's you're so gonna wake up pain. and not be able to turn your neck again. It's so much pain. I had so much pain just like on my shoulder as his head was there the whole night. Yeah, and, or a big chunk of it, and it just was. I woke up and I had like a throbbing. It was like a br- instant bruise in my. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shoulder. I want so, to see a doctor about that. But the thing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how heavy. But, his I think head it was like is. a bowling ball <laughs> size. Yeah. <laughs> how did it get in there? <laughs> so, so the thing with Grace though is, uh, I think I mentioned this where you know if it happens once, fine. Twice, I'm like, all right, you know, I don't want this to start getting into a pattern. But then three times, I kind of, I try to like limit it. It's not a hard thing, a hard rule, but what I don't want to happen is for it to become a pattern, so that she thinks, you know, anytime I can just go into their bed and. It's fine because, like, you know, I want her to know how to sleep in her bed and also deal with if she's a little afraid, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to cope with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it happened uh, maybe a week or two ago where it was, you know, after three nights. So we had the talk during the day and, like, you know, tried to talk through you what did, she's. What was the talk like? Well, Pretend I was trying I'm to Grace. understand. So, Grace, how come you're coming out of your bed each night? Daddy, stop screaming at me! Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Pretty good. She tells me now she doesn't really know the word scream, but she'll say, um, "Stop scaring me," which is, which oh is even God. worse. Yeah, yeah our kids. Because immediately I feel guilty. You yeah. know, it's like you're scaring me. Yeah. Um. So I talk to her and like you know tried to understand what she's scared of and like you know I try to um, talk her through it or whatever. And then you know I think as I recall she had one more night where she wanted to get out of bed but didn't and she, she talked in the morning and she's like I didn't get out of bed and she was so, so excited she gave about you the it. report out in the morning. She did. Right? She did. Yeah. Um, either that or she actually did get up, came out, watched us, did a little, you know, exorcist thing. Yep. And then went back to Levitated bed. Levitated and mm-hmm. then went back. Or put like a curse on us. Yes. That's what Maybe. she does. That's what they do. Um, so we were good for at least a week. And then all of a sudden, uh, two nights ago, there's just a like cry that's coming out of their room. We still have a monitor because we want to hear. It was just like a, it wasn't a full out shriek. It. it was more like, ah. No, that, that's not what it sounded like at was all. Was it like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it was R2D2. <laughs> Back in the house. That would be amazing if Grace sounded like R2-D2. That'd be great. Yeah. No, instead it was just like an annoying whine. Okay, so it was just like whiny. It was whiny, okay. exactly. It wasn't terror. Oh, it was about to be terror. Little did I know. Pre-terror, okay. So I went in after a little while. First, I you know, I waited maybe like 30 seconds you to see did. if she, she would go. You waited? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wait too. <laughs> what? That was a test. You oh, passed. good. Yeah, I passed the parenting test there. You got to wait, right? Congratulations. Who the hell? Because you know what? I'm not going to go all the way up there yeah. and be That's like, oh, well, me. great. And then you wake them up again. Right. 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 Because yeah. sometimes it's just like a quick night terror and then they fall back in. It's fine. So in this case, I get in there. She's sitting in her bed 
and and like you know crying not crying full out but whining mm-hmm. and Whimpering. saying yeah I want to go in your bed I want to go in your bed but right. like she already knew that she wasn't supposed to so that she, she was supposed to stay in her bed it. yeah which is good right. but she was like in this mode where she was just like really whining about it um, and wanting me to give in and so there I had this moment where. I kind of knew it was either going to lead one of two ways. Like I could have just given into it and it in my mind it meant that, you know, whining pays off. Like me whining right, about it right. is going to, uh, you know, let me go back into their bed even though we had the talk and all that. Which to be fair is typically real. Yeah. That does happen. And in the middle of the night, uh, you know, there's a trade-off because they're both in the same room. So if she whines too much, I know she's going to wake him up. Right. I know that it's going to ruin all of our, you know, we're still like a little bit sleepy, but if she keeps going on, it's going to wake us up. But I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta draw the line. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually stick this out. And I told her she's not coming in our bed, but I'll stay with her, cuddle with her. You know, I'll stay wow. in the room, um, which she just immediately did not have. You know, she was very upset about that. Luke starts waking up. Oh, I'm starting to get shit. angrier. You know what there I mean? It comes right, but I'm not trying to scare her, as she would say. Right. So I'm trying to keep a calm tone, even though I can hear him. You know, shuffling. I can't so turn what around. Your tone of voice. If I turn around and make eye contact you can't with acknowledge. him, it's you all can't over. Acknowledge it. Right? Yeah. So uh, so it's that tone of voice where you're, like, trying to be uh, not rush and like, trying Chris, to be calm. Yeah, exactly. God damn it, I tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Don't wake him. Don't wake him. Uh, and so she was getting more and more upset. And finally, Luke's just, like, at that point waking up. And Bethany what's could he, hear. Is he making noise? He's starting to, like, you know, just like. The utterings. Yep, of the utterings, utterings yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then I can hear him standing up. Oh, fuck, that's yep, it. The that's, bed creak, the bed creak. Right, and he's in a crib still, so, yep. he, you know, he'll just stand there against the, like, <laughs> prisoner right. rails. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so then Bethany could hear that the situation was rapidly deteriorating, so she came in. Um, so, because, you know, we, this was a two-person job at this mm-hmm. point, okay? Somebody's got to tend to Luke. It's clearly out of control. Exactly. So, Bethany picks up Luke, sits in the little glider chair we have. Bless that glider chair. Bless the glider. Uh, and she is able to, like, keep... Actually, Luke stayed really calm and was just, like, in her arms with a pacifier. He was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Grace, on the other hand, fucking kicked it up to, like, a whatever decibel would be really loud. I don't know. <laughs> we'll say 180. 180 180. Yeah. That sounds right. Is that about a lawnmower? It's about a jet plane. Jet plane, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. She fucking had one of the worst tantrums I've, I've ever seen. In the it's, middle of the night. The, it's in the top five tantrums for her. Oh, God. Where she was like kicking. She started like slapping herself a little bit. Oh, I hate Do your that. kids ever? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that, it's so bizarre. Yeah. I'm like, this is kind of silly. Like, you're, you're a little kind of funny right now, but anyway. <laughs> it is. No, but yeah, Henry will punch himself. No, but it's awful. And he I know, hate He knows what that. he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's it's why they painful. do it, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's painful. So they're like, not flagellating for, for their own, like, you know, uh, to like, right, be right. repentant. You know, and they're that's doing the it thing. to get a rise out of you. Right. And this whole time I know that she's also not uh, able to control her emotions in this moment. So like I tried to do the breathe thing, you know, take a deep breath. And of course that just makes it worse because yeah. she gets fucking, right. you know, she loses it. I tried to give her another option, like lie on the floor over here for a little bit. <laughs> right. um, I lie with her, but she just doesn't want me to touch her. She's like just all out she's tantrum gone. mode. She's, she's gone. gone. And so at this point I'm like, I just got to ride this out. Not, what time is this? Oh man. What time was it? I don't even know. It's like one of these details. But it's where, the middle of the night. Yeah. It was definitely middle yeah, of the night. Okay. Uh huh. If I had to guess, I'd say around midnight. Um, which for us, is, 
<laughs> we go to bed at 9.30. You're, I'm, I'm you're, always awake yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just call you next time. Be like, yeah. here, talk to Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Like that's, middle of the night for me is three. That's yeah. like, you know, that's like we've been asleep for a few hours by that point. But see, for me, if, if it happens at three, I'm actually, that's good. Like, I'll, because I wake up usually like 5.30-ish. And if right. I can get the 9.30, you know, maybe 10, I push it to go to bed at 10. Right. But if I can sleep from 10 to 3, you I'm fine. I actually go to sleep at 9.30. Oh, fuck yeah. Like a sleep at 9.30 or like in bed? In bed, I've usually I try to, um, if I'll read a little bit, I'm reading Becoming by Michelle Obama. Really nice, enjoying it. Nice. Uh, I'll read until, you know, maybe 9.45-ish. But um, Wow. Yeah. I really try to draw it because, first of all, I do try to like wind down, you know, so I try not to watch TV all the way up until that time because mm-hmm. I find that it just, you know, it takes longer to fall asleep. And uh, I'd rather be able to, like I said, I wake up at 5.30, I try to do a little meditation in the That's morning. That's true, because you have stuff that you get done in the morning. Yeah, yeah. and then I like I do, you know, I try to then, uh, <laughs> as much as I can, uh, take a shower and then right. make some coffee and, and eat. Um, and then the kids will wake up somewhere in between all of that. Right. So, yeah, it's it's like a religious thing for me in the morning. That's intense. Yeah, it is intense. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I aim for the eight hours of sleep. So if she wakes up... You know, around midnight or one, that's that's for me the worst because mm-hmm. it's like it just puts it, you know, right in the middle. I don't get a good solid block of sleep. So she's doing it and she's just fucking losing her shit. And I'm again, I'm still making this calculation. How long do I let this go on for? If I give in now, I feel like I've lost a lot of my dignity. <laughs> right. Because you bought into it at this point. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, you you don't want to go back down the mountain again. Right, because then then it is clear that the more I whine, the more likely I am to get what I want. See, and I'm I'm always in this situation where I'm like, okay, obviously the way to diffuse this right now is just to give in. Right. But at this point, like... We've been through 15 minutes of this, and it looks like the more you escalate, the more likely it is to get your way. That's which it. Unfortunately, is is real. I mean, like there's a real that's aspect the way to the it, world exactly. Actually yeah, operates, but which since sucks. since Bethany was there with Luke, he was being okay. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep writing. So this you're out. still in the same room. I was stern. Oh yeah, all in the Crazy. same room. Now Crazy. I should have what I should have done. Bethany and I talked about this because I wanted to, afterwards. Like we couldn't communicate to each other either because she's with Luke, right? And so after doing squats, yeah, exactly. We try to squeeze them in whenever we can. <laughs> and so she was, you know, afterwards we talked, and she's like, you know, I, I think you handled it the way I would have too. Maybe I would have walked out of the room with her just to like get her change of scenery, which I think is a good tip because often, um, particularly with Luke, I'll do that and it helps just to like get out of the room yeah, for a little a, bit. I do that a lot. Yeah, but I also, um, I just, I felt like I really needed her to get it. You know, that she had to like stay. This was the option. She could either lie in her bed or we have like a little TP with you know padded thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she refused. So I knew that if I could break her will in this moment, <laughs> it was like a defining moment, you know, for what yeah. what would happen. A victory. Yeah, a victory. But that whole time, you know, you probably can relate to this. You're carrying that guilt of like this. For me, if she went into our bed, I would be fine with that. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy her in our bed some nights. So it's not even like it would bother me that much. It's right. the principle of it and the idea right. that you don't whine to get what you want. Right. Because fucking whining is the worst goddamn mm-hmm. sound ever. <laughs> it is so annoying. It's so grating, <clears throat> right? Yeah. I often will mock her too. I mean, not like Do you in, really not not in the middle of like that kind of thing. It's more so after the fact. Uh, I'll be like, how come you know? Like earlier, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's of hear this, it. But I'll just be like, Daddy, I want to go there. <laughs> you know, I'll just do the whole mocking, and she'll be like, that's not what I said. You know, and you'll be like, yeah, daddy. yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's actually a funny, I should share it on our channel, there's there's a video series of parents who are <laughs> using the audio of their kids whining, but they're making a face <laughs> that would match the audio. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So anyway. Whining is, is very interesting to listen to. It, it was very effective because yeah. it, it's like setting off stress signals, you know. Right? It's, it's crazy how much Especially it when it's your own kid. 
and especially like when there's two parents involved in the situation and like you start getting on each other's like I, I feel like this oh, always yeah. happens to us where like one of the kids is just throwing a fucking fit and just being so whiny and annoying about yeah. it and then like Micah and I start like gradually like being bitchier to each other oh too. totally we're like you know what well you shouldn't especially, have told them that exactly well, maybe, especially you know if you start to like yep. you gotta be an allied front because as soon as something ruptures there yes, and they're like oh that. I wouldn't that's have done that that's how they get in that's, that's how they fucking just they, the pincer maneuver exactly right and then before you know it you no longer have United Front, like you said. That's right. And you, well, how are you supposed to defend against that? They will that, take right? that little rupture like, oh, and they will come in too. Yeah, yeah. and then Tear you got fucking guerrilla warfare going on. Yep. Um, you know what? What I do a lot when um, when I feel like we're sort of past that point where we're just going to fight this battle out, and yeah. there's not going to be any any resolution to it. Um, and it doesn't always work, but I try really hard to come at it from a place where I'm like really um, like very empathetic about it to yeah them. and i'm yeah. like and i and i say and i i really go back to like i understand what you're saying and i wish that i could change it but i can't mm. and i i really can't but i'm gonna that stay here really with smart. you you know yeah. well, it doesn't, i mean it doesn't it doesn't work that great no but it helps me oh totally yeah. I, I found that before i try to put more energy into doing that i would get so angry you mm-hmm. know and i would just it would just shut the whole thing down and then i would yell and it would just be over with of and course. then they'd be like afraid Daddy's scaring me again, yeah, right? Because it works, but yeah. like, but at, at a certain point, if you will a, obey, yeah, obey me, child. <laughs> but like, you'll be like, you, you just end up saying no, yeah, like you cannot do that, you yep. know. And mm-hmm. then it just shuts everything down, and then it's like you know, kind of, and it, it works, right. but it's it not a good learning. It's moment. so hard not to fall into that, but I think you're, I think you're very right about that. But and having like is, radical um, empathy like that, can, Janet Lansbury, you know, our good friend of the Angela, show, yeah. who's never actually been on, and, and likes to show. go by Angela Lansbury, she loves the show, is very, is very much an advocate of that style that approach right where you are you aren't giving in you're empathizing right and you're actually That's having a conversation not give in yeah like in and that that the is situation that, that isn't is going to change deepest line in the sand you can make exactly because that's saying it it's almost like the ladder of inference like we talked about yeah. right it is not you're saying i understand your needs and i'm validating those needs i think those are valid yeah what i want to do in my heart is to let you get your needs right i want you to not be crying right now yeah but I cannot, mm-hmm. by the virtue of who I am in this dynamic, yeah. and I'm putting my foot down, and I'm saying we are not talking about ourselves now. We're talking about the issue. Right. And the issue is that we cannot set up this thing where you come into our bed every night, and I've been alive a, long, a lot longer than you have, and I know that will be a problem for you. Yeah. So I'm going to stay here with you, and we're going to calm down, but we're not going to change that decision. Right. And I think and it becomes the decision and not the interpersonal crap, you know? I think that's right. And I think there is something really great about when you draw a line like that and you don't waver. Mm-hmm. It gives it starts to give your kids uh, more predictability. Like they know that when someone, you know, when he, he or she says something, they mean it. And I don't have to go through this whole like whiny back and forth, you know, trying to negotiate everything. It's like there's clarity there. Right. You know, and obviously there's stuff that. It, you got to pick your battles, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, there are some things um, where, I, you know, there's more of a conversation and it's not a big deal or whatever. And sometimes you negotiate. Exactly. Right? And sometimes they do, they go above and beyond and you go, okay, you know what? You can have the Game Boy back. It's yeah, okay. exactly. It's fine. You can it's eat not, another it's not piece that of big cake. of a deal. You know, yeah. yeah, you can eat, you can, you can go, you can get the gun back and you can go shoot the trees again. Yeah, why you know, not? Unsupervised. Here's right. a pipe bomb. Go have fun. There's you just know. a bunch of deer back right, there. Right. Just go murder the animals. Worst case, you murder a deer. We're going to eat it. Light it on fire. Drag it back in. You're fine. Yeah. No, at a certain point, you just pick and choose the battles you got. I think so, um, but I I love the idea of being firm on those things because again I think it actually helps our kids understand like how to navigate certain things and understand mm-hmm. that, again when we say something we mean it you know it's not a roadmap, like a, right yeah because I think a lot a lot of, like another reason why I hate spanking and things like that is that you were you were making it a personal punishment where yeah. you're saying I don't think you know what to do and I'm going to hit you to make you realize that right right, right? 
it is so different to do that than to say, I'm raising you. Mm Mm-hmm. I am raising you. Mm-hmm. That means that means I'm lifting you up so that I can help you not make the mistakes that I have made in my own life. I'm yeah. going to help you. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here as an ally for you. Right. And that means that we have to do hard things sometimes. That's right. And know? I'm going to help you navigate those things or learn how to navigate those I things. I remember right? how hard it was, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not going to, you know, do it for you or right. yeah, or But I'm going to support you. Yeah, I'm exactly. not going to I'm not going to treat you like an idiot. I'm going to be here and and you know, and that's such a more effective way to do it, you know? I think so, but it's hard. It's really it's hard. Really, it's really and hard, especially it's in the middle of the night. really stressful situations. And it's a time bomb. Both the kids are in the same room, yeah. and it's it's intense, yeah. So then last night, uh, so it was the night right after that happened, Grace stays in her bed, and Luke starts to whine. Mm-hmm. Just like very soft, Let's hear you the know? whine. Um, it was probably more like a... Uh, like haunting. It, it honestly like, sounds nothing like, like what I'm doing. Ooh. It's that I can't... I can't even conjure up the sound. Never mind. Replicate it. So we'll okay. go with that. Yeah, okay. definitely. It was like... <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> He's an alien. Okay, so that's what Zombie. Happened. If anything, it would be... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was surprisingly good. That actually terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> good. Wait, so so he woke up last night. So he woke up last night, and after a couple, uh, you know, again, maybe 30 seconds, because he'll often, um, you know, he might just, like, lose his binky or something, and then oh, he'll so fall asleep cute. again, oh I know, God. isn't it? Oh, my God. So, and, then you, um, and, then you, and then you, like, walk in, because I always, like, tiptoe in after that happens, because yeah. I'm always convinced that he's choking to death for some reason. <laughs> Still. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm, I, I, will always, I will always be like that, I, probably when they're old, too. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just, like, tiptoe in just to, like, kind of peek, and then I, like, see, and his, like, little chubby face is there, and, like, the binky's in his hand because it fell out, and he's just, like, not putting it back I'm in. I'm just imagining... You're like slithering in, and then you, your your head slowly poking like, up against the bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I so I went in, and Luke is actually it happened twice. So but first Bethany went in; she was able to get him back to sleep, mm-hmm. and then within like a half hour, he does it again. I'm like, fuck! Now it's my turn. Right. So I go in, and I sit with him for a little while, and it was clear that as soon as I then tried to transition him back into the crib after sitting with him for a little while, he just like immediately stood up, even if he was super tired. He just like wanted some attention. Mm-hmm. And so I tried it for like, I don't even know how long it was, maybe 40 minutes of this. And then I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll just bring him to our bed. Because there is an example where it's like, you know, he doesn't often do it. So I'm just going to go with it. If he mm-hmm. needs to pe- have some attention and sleep in the bed, I'll do that. So I thought, all right, he'll just lie on me and fall asleep like he was in the chair. Mm-hmm. As soon as we get into the bed, he's like super smiley and excited, right? Yeah. The worst. He was happy. He wasn't unhappy about it. Right. But you're like, well, he's awake. Yep. And he was just back and forth to, you know, me and Bethany, just like super happy. You know, every time I got up close to his face, you you have glasses too, so you can, you know, you you don't, you can't see exactly what their face is. And then all of a sudden (laughs) they're right up against you and it's like a beaming smile. It's so cute. Also kind of scary. so cute, but so annoying. Yeah. Uh, And so he did this for a good like two hours. Wow. In our bed. It was so fucking... So at first, you go from this thing where it's like, all right, this is cute. You know, yeah, right. we're going to enjoy it a little bit, you know. <laughs> and then... It pretty quickly transitions. Right, exactly. Yeah. And finally, I'm like, Luke, stir! You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just like pushing, pushing him down in between us. Right. Covering his face with a pillow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Deal with that! Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I don't even know at what point he fell asleep. Thankfully, I think one of us stayed awake for when he fell asleep so that mm-hmm. he didn't just like climb out of the bed and eat the refrigerator or something. Because right. he would do that. Which he would. He would. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
but I didn't get much sleep last night. So anyway. So this was last night? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so hence you being tired. Yeah, I'm a little you're tired. used to getting a lot more sleep. I, I usually, you know, 24 or so hours. I 24 usually, hours yeah. a day. That's pretty, that's <laughs> pretty I awesome. I just work every other day. And... I don't know why, but I've, I've just slipped into this rhythm where I get five to six hours a night. Yeah, and, and, and you're I, okay I, with I know that. that I should, and some, sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not, but yeah. I'm, I'm not like, I'm never like completely uselessly exhausted from it. Yeah, you're probably just going like, to die a little bit younger. I'm probably just going to die a little bit it's younger. It's coming from somewhere. I get a lot more done. You know what I mean? But I do feel like I, you know, like for example, I'm... You know, I have a lot of extracurricular projects that I'm that I do. You, you do, know. yeah. Oh. I know this is news to people. Yeah, and uh, and there's just I would just never be able to do that unless right. I, unless I did it. You yeah. know, it's it's okay. You're I'm yeah. okay. It's noble at, of you to sacrifice point, your years. For that. At some point, I'll, I'll try to go to bed earlier again. Yeah, you know. we'll see how that goes. Honestly, I don't even know. I, I think what they say, like seven to eight, I think is optimal. But it's also it person to person. For, it's different for yeah. People. Some people and, and really truly I have can always just get... been somebody who functions more naturally. When I when I get a lot more sleep than that, yeah. I. I am not myself. I really am not. Yeah. Like I, I, because then I, I feel like I'm missing out on things, and I also just feel like kind of like out of it a lot. Mm. So there's something to be said for being like just like you know a little bit tired. Yeah. I probably should get another hour a night. I would say. Right. You know, if right. I if I could get six to seven hours every night. Yeah. I would probably be fine. Yeah. Um. So before we transition into the episode, which is you know probably should happen soon, I have one quick story. Quick, quick one-hour story. A quick three-hour epic story. I want to hear it. So this is just funny because this plays on a lot of things that we've brought up on the show before, and it just happened the other night. So, um, so you know, Micah was studying, and I took the boys out to Barnes and Noble for a few hours because uh, they have because while the, it the is around, we, I don't know one, how long for, but well, the, I feel like this one that we go to is just it's thriving, palatial. Mm-hmm. And there's, you can, they, never, you can never get a parking spot. I don't. Well, there's some well, that different are in strip levels. Malls and you're right. Shit. You're right. You're but right, this right. is like three stories. It's got like an open atrium. There's a cafe. That's in awesome. And then there's a whole children's floor, basically. And the children's floor is amazing. Like, there's play areas, there's open oh, reading the areas, best. you I can do reading places, circles yeah. and stuff. And then you can, you know, you don't have to buy anything. You just go there yeah. and read everything you want. They and love then that when in you the, do that. In the, yeah, they're like, oh, come on in. Why don't you leave your <laughs> shit, too? You can change a diaper on the floor. There's a trail of crumbs all around you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, you know, they're fine. And then, you know, we always walk out having bought the one book that the kids like the most, you know. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. so, I was, so I was reading books, and as you can probably imagine, given having he- heard me talk on the show for a, at least an hour at this, you know, point in my career, um, that... I, I, you know, get very into storytelling. Really? So, like, it, it can be kind of loud, you know. And the kids love, they, they love that, and all the wacky oh, voices and stuff. And, you, you know, start drawing in other kids, they think you're, well, like, that's what a show. So, <laughs> so, so what, happen, what happens whenever I'm in this situation is, like, other kids start paying yeah, attention. Yeah, I believe it. Which is great. Kids pick up I, on that shit, because it's, like, exactly what they want. Yes, you know? and they're like, oh, this looks fun. It's so right? much fun, yeah. Right? I would be drawn into that, but like, but Jude is like basically a teenager at this point. Like, I, I, I mean, in in terms of like his social awkwardness his and his like, yeah, exactly. He just like he's just gets so embarrassed so quickly, and he yeah. feels very self conscious about attention coming to him, right? Um, and there's other sort of teenager things we'll talk about on, on another show that are happening. Which I'm just imagining by too. the end of a story. There's like a crowd of a hundred people. It's like you know <laughs> levels paparazzi. levels yeah. thick, right? And, yeah. and at the end, it's like a you know an ovation at the end. That's just everybody's uproarious. It's like the outros of, of Rudy. It's like the it's like the end of Rudy when yeah. he gets paraded they around. They carry you out. Yeah, that's exactly. what happens but every single time. Uh huh. So so you know, there's kids sort of like looking at us, and and I had Jude. We pulled a couple of these like little Adirondack chairs together. So I sit in one, which is so tight that it literally goes <laughs> when I sit in it because it's definitely not for <laughs> grown ups. Stand up in the things yeah, attached to your like, ass, like a peacock walking around. <laughs> <laughs> it was de- definitely a one-person chair, yeah. you know, a one-child yeah. chair. And then Henry sits on my lap, and then Jude gets his own. And when he sits in it, it's like, phew, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. a small chair. 
um, but I'm much heavier than he is. So he's like sitting in the chair next to me and all the kids are like looking at us reading this book and I'm like, you know what? I always get self-conscious in this too, but fuck it. Like reading together is like our favorite thing to do as oh, a yeah, family. Oh yeah, totally. We're here for a while. We're going to have a nice night. We're yeah. gonna, we got a stack of books to go through. We're going to do it. Do, so, you get, do you get self-conscious with other kids? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. Oh my I God, know, me yeah. too. Oh yeah. It's so weird, right? Because like you're so used to reading a certain way with your own kids, but then as soon as you have other, actually what's more so, I don't think I am as much for other kids. It's other parents that's like more, I'm more self-conscious about. Because like kids, like I you guess. said, they love it. So you know, you know, you know, they're going to like it. But when other parents or, or just a, not even maybe it's just adults, like if I'm doing it in a, let's say a waiting room. So you feel self-conscious. Like if I'm doing it in a waiting room, a doctor's office, I've gotten over this, but I remember yeah. initially, especially becoming a parent, um, getting used to reading books in settings where there's like a bunch of other people. Well, I always feel like people are fucking listening. Do you notice this? Yes. <clears throat> I'm always like, like. Mind your own business. Do dude. your job like, and like, read your own go, fucking book. Yeah, like like we're in a doctor waiting room right now, yeah. and I'm reading a fucking flip up book. <laughs> Why are you watching me read a flip up book? Like it's not like I'm like I understand that I'm I'm a vivacious storyteller, yeah, you know. Yeah. Vivacious, vivacious. That's, that's a word. Va 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 Yeah, maybe it's not quite exactly the word. Anyway, it could be. So could we're reading be. this book, and and this and I, I noticed this like <laughs> vivacious. There's this uh, what I think is a toddler. <laughs> but who's actually an adult? I mean, I don't no. know. <laughs> I want to see where this is going. And she kind of slowly turns around, and I'm like, okay, that's a six-month-old, and she's maybe 50 pounds. She is the the biggest kid I have ever seen in my fucking life. She's like the marshmallow guy in, yeah, she, in yeah, she, exactly, Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so she's like... Uh, that smirk will haunt you. She like sort of turns around, um, and uh, why can't I think of what his fucking name is right now? We have Your like son? toy. No, Jude no, no. Henry? The, no, the mar- the marshmallow villain at the end of the first. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters I know. I couldn't think of it either. We have fucking memorabilia, Mister. I don't know. It's it's it, it better come to me. We'll go with Mister. Marshmallow. Kids are going to disown me. Yeah, they are right now. I hope um, they never listen to this. I mean, I hope they never I'm listen. Like, to why any can't of this. I? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, Jude and Henry. I understand the issue. We're going to come at this from an issues perspective. Yeah. Anyway, it'll hit me at some point. So, uh, so anyway, so she turns around and I'm and I'm like, whoa, because like this this is a big baby. Yeah. You know? And no and adult. She's like, her mom is there, um, and like you know, being totally normal, like kind of yeah. doing her own shit. And then this kid, kind of like, this is going to be. It's it's kind of a visual story, so it's not going to translate very well. So you'll have to just I'll try and describe. Try to just try to describe. Okay. Okay. So I I hear this audible. Did that pick up okay in the mic? I think so. Yeah. yeah, you so, pounded your so fist on I, the table. I did. That's yeah. what she sounded so, like. Yeah. So so I hear like this kind of like this, and then she sort of sort turns around. And she starts like kind of like shuddering. Like this, like towards she, us. Was she like having this. a seizure? No, she was trying to oh. walk, but she was too. She was although oh, she, she was, was four feet tall. She you know was a baby, so she wasn't really walking. She was yeah. like just just barely you know right. kind of grabbing it. And she was like kind of like shaking all over. Like oh my god, like, was this. she making the zombie and sound she, too? <laughs> oh, wait for that. Oh boy, and she's sort of getting close, and I'm thinking, oh fuck, her she's arms come, were she's about to come up she was behind. Trying to Jude. balance herself, yeah. Yes, yeah, right. Yes, she's doing this. Yeah, totally. And Jude and the kids are very sucked into the book, right? Because I'm a vivacious Absorbed, storyteller, as I've been saying, right. And I'm like, oh my god! So, so then I'm doing this mental calculus. This girl's mother is sitting there, so yeah. she can see this happening, and I can tell that she's like, oh, this is so nice, like it's story time. And I'm like seeing this, like this, this big kid coming that I know is going to scare Jude because he's fucking jumpy and he's already embarrassed about other people looking was, at us reading. Was, so was she out of his sight? Like she would have well, come he was up looking, from behind. He was like looking at the at the book. Very oh, intensely, and I she was see. kind of coming around the flank, yeah. around the side, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was doing this whole you know, this like <laughs> zombie wild approach, zombie yeah. thing. Toddler um, zombie, and I, and I'm like, and so so I'm like, well, what do I do in this situation? I don't want to be like, hey, Jude, there's a giant baby that's about to scare you, right? Because right. her mother is right there, and also yeah. that would be a shitty thing to do. But I also 
like don't want her to just sort of like sneak up. But I also don't want to make a thing about it because maybe she won't, and maybe I'm just being judgy, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. like, so I, I'm like, you know what? We're gonna sit here. I'm gonna try to finish this story. I'm gonna just like be okay. And she's getting closer. She kick out her legs. And I'm like, and I'm like, you shot her kneecaps out. Just slowly put your leg out so she trips. <gasps> yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, we're gonna keep reading. And so then she kind of comes up alongside, and I'm like, oh my god, it's too late. And then she grabs Jude's sleeve as hard as she can Holy to steady shit. herself, and she pulls him down, and she goes, pulls him. I gotta turn away from the mic. She goes. And he fucking screams. He goes, ah! And he fucking falls over from the chair. Oh my God. She had fucking dead eyes. She was grabbing him and going, ah! Like as loud as she could, just dropping her mouth. Her eyes were like rolling back. And the mom's like, oh, she does that. I'm sorry. And Jude is fucking crying. Oh, no. And he's bright red. At that point, did you just pick her up by one, with one hand and toss her I away? I wouldn't need at least two hands yeah, to get true. this you gigantic yeah, yeah. Child. Forklift, maybe, yeah. Because like, it, like, it was so shocking to him, right? And now everybody's looking at us, oh, right? No. And now I'm still like, we're going to finish this fucking book. And so he's I, crying. So I'm, and he's miserable. He's got scars. And he's like, Daddy. Like, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I can't like take him he's off about of to like, turn the chair. into a zombie. Yeah, he's been bit. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, this mom now is watching us and like her now the dad is too from the other and, and they're all they're both like, Oh, she's so silly, isn't she? You know. And I'm like, and they No, see your she's kid fucking crying. scary. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm sorry. But I'm not gonna be she like, Hey, you giant baby, like can you fucking move? Which is what I wanted to say. What instead what <laughs> I said was taken it, to be fair. I mean, she probably you know, could have you know, well, she might have killed somebody. Yeah. And then instead what I said was like, Hey, wanna come join us? Which of course she didn't respond to. She oh. just grabbed you and screamed again. So I'm like, okay, well we're just gonna. <laughs> I thought she just go on your lap and going. just like <laughs> break my rip leg. the book. Yeah. So then I'm like, so Jude's like, Daddy, like, can I sit on your lap too? And I'm thinking, well, no, because now like the parents are right there and everybody's looking at us, and now that that is signaling that we don't feel comfortable with this baby, which is like kind of a. I uh, mean, which is kind of crazy. It's right? kind of true though. Yeah. But we didn't. But but also like I'm stuck. I'm being observed, and I'm thinking like, oh my god, there's way too many things happening in this yeah. moment. So we're gonna finish the story. It's a right? lot to go through. So she fucking goes, she she goes and back left. and she's like doing her whole like, you know, yep. this whole thing again, right? Zombie epileptic um, seizure. Epileptic zombie. And I'm like trying to read this book, but now I'm like, now I'm self-conscious too. Because I'm like, now everybody's looking at how I'm going to handle this fucking baby situation. My kid is crying. There's and a I'm security like, in the like way back him. like, hold your fire. <laughs> Let's see how the situation develops. <laughs> There's a chopper in the air. Yeah, exactly. Um, and finally she, uh, and, and oh, you know, time goes by and then she fucking comes back. But I, I don't see her oh, the second no. time. So she's fucking come around she the flanked. back of the chair and she grabs my shirt and pulls me and goes, as loud as she can. And I'm like, okay, we're done. I'm like, I think what we're going to finish reading What is with the parents? Like, like you I said, it's know. not the kid's and, and, fault. And the, mom's like, and the mom was laughing about it. She was like telling the dad, she's like, oh, she I mean, scared the boy. It does sound pretty funny she from their perspective. The boy. I'm yeah. like, yeah, she scared the fucking boy. <laughs> she scared the man. <laughs> yeah, she's scaring everybody. She's fucking crazy. She was so loud. And she was screaming as hard as she could. Oh, my God. And I'm like, that's like, that sucks. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I understand. You know, kids don't understand boundaries and things like that. But if your kid is like Adults clearly do. terrorizing yeah. people, like, you know. But to be serious for a moment, did you check for bites after? No. You we've, probably We've should. all turned. Has he been feverish? He has. Fuck. Yeah, he's turned. Well, think, at least I'm prepared to deal with it. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about it at some length. We have. Do you think if a toddler turns into a zombie and they were like, you know, maybe not quite walking yet or, or were, you know, not so good at walking, mm. they would be like perfectly fine walker? Or the opposite, because you can see clear depreciation and mobility. It's when true. An adult gets bitten by something, right? They're shambling. Yeah, they don't have good balance. They're not very fast. Unless but it's twenty-eight zombie, days later. 
there's something about walking the awkwardness of it where you overthink it. Like anything, you're learning something new and mm-hmm. you start to like anything that involves coordination, you mm-hmm. overthink and then it's like really hard to manage right, right. the balance part. Whereas a zombie, there's no thought going on. It's all lizard brain. That we know of. Right. Yeah. So I imagine they could just just walk. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's the solution. Yeah. So Anyway, want to talk about Marie Kondo? Yeah, I think we should do that. It's a good segue. <laughs> that's a very natural segue. We're getting we gotta get up get in on the tidying up craze, people. It's it's taken America by storm. We're on trend. We're on trend for once and only once in this in the history of this show. Yes. We'll talk about something relevant to you, to America. To the zombies out there uh, listening. Today. Yeah, so so have you watched her show? No, I've not. Tidying I, up? I, I I'm I'm somewhat uh, I mean, you aware can't, of it. Right, you can't not be aware. Like, it's everywhere. I know spark right? joy is the big thing. Like, yeah, it's I all under, about spark I understand and joy. That. Um, and, and I know that that was enough for me to say that I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> I was like, ah, I think I'm done. So I have not I have not watched it. I have not read yeah, her books, yeah, yeah, yeah. her best-selling novels. I haven't read her books. I've watched the whole series now. The which is whole only, series? I mean, it's eight episodes, you know. That's it's, a lot of television. Yeah, that is for Somebody that goes to bed at eight o'clock at night. It was pretty, yeah, that's true. So it's, are they hour, an hour each? They're, they're, uh, they're like between 40 minutes an hour. It so depends it on quick. which episode. This is, to be fair, this is Netflix who sponsors the show. We should be big, out front. Big We're a bankrolled by, this is actually a Netflix production. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they'll get into podcasting? I, I could see should. it happening, yeah. Yeah. Spotify. I mean, Spotify is already an audio. But you know, if they need play. a couple of dumb dads to get started uh, with, we're right here. We'll Just call nine one one by at least two people. Yes. So, I uh, I first we watched the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, this looks interesting because you know Bethany and I. Why watched did it some, look interesting? Well, we enjoy some of the home shows where you get. So you watch Property Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing where you get you ideas watch, uh, and it's like fun. Yes. Um, what are some of the other ones what's, you're going to mention? What's the Magnolia one? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. That they're awesome. Fixer Upper? Uh, I think it's Fixer Upper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love them. They're just like so much really? fun to watch. Yeah, I've never actually watched it. Yeah. Well, you should. I, I mean, you really it. shouldn't, honestly. It's it's so manufactured, you know. But I know honestly, it is. So much everything there, that we do so, is so, manufactured. Whatever. It's here's the thing. It's okay. It's, it's like a easy, you know, you need some of that TV viewing where it's like you can just pop it on yes, and not have to think me, about for, it. And for me, that's true crime. Mike and yeah. I actually had this discussion that's the other night. Crime. We're like, why do we always fucking default to this? Because it's like we, we don't have enough energy to watch like a full thing. Right. We have 20 minutes before we pass out. Yeah. And why do we, we, we're always like, let's see if there's like an unsolved murder case we can oh. like research. Yeah, that's too much for But me. that's become garbage entertainment for oh, us because it's like we used to do with law and it's order it's just somewhat. exciting enough to kind of keep you engaged it's not like you know you don't think of it as something really real yeah, but think about right? you're you're gonna fall asleep to that yeah i know i no, wonder thanks. what doing like yeah. i even stopped watching walking dead at night you know i mean well, well it also sucks that's yeah bad. i haven't actually i'm not up to speed i'm it not just, all the way the up, new so season came me. out right maybe i don't know it just premiered last night oh really yeah oh it's going to be the last one. You know what one, happens, so. right? No. No, it's not the last don't one. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. You don't know anything about it? Oh, no. It? I know that it's somebody's last. I won't say it in it, case other yes. people don't know. But yes. Okay. So so anyway, we started, we watched a trailer and uh, I was surprised because Bethany saw the trailer and wasn't really, didn't it didn't interest her much and I was surprised because I thought she especially would really want to watch it because mm-hmm. she really loves the home shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, it's, it's, it's fun because you don't have to think about it much and often you just kind of like get ideas for your own house and it's right. just like, you know, it's fun. But um, people look at her stuff as like a philosophy. Well, that's right? the thing. We didn't know. We didn't know any of the backstory behind this woman and her approach. People named their kids after her. Yeah. Oh, and they also they have a name for themselves, just like Lady Gaga has the, her the monsters. monsters. Yeah. Um, I, I forget what they call themselves. It's just a word that they use, but it starts with K instead of um, C. Comrie. No, no. It's like <laughs> that's her company, though, right? Yeah, Conmari. Yeah. I think Conmari. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I wish I could remember the name of it. But anyway, they, it's just a fun play on word. It's a word yeah. that starts with C, but they changed it to K, and that's what they call themselves. Okay. So anyway, 
Um, I didn't know any of that. I just like wanted to check it out. And so we finally started hearing enough about it from other people uh-huh. too. We're like, all right, let's watch an episode. And, uh, you know, it is, it's really enjoyable. We're going to break it down a little bit in this episode and talk about, um, you know, when you talk about applying this with, with having kids as well, young kids, especially it becomes a bit comical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, for me, I feel like there's some good stuff there and, do they do it with anybody that has actual young kids? Yeah, in fact, the, so they do. Okay, I the would very like to first see that episode. episode. Okay, well, that's it. they know what they're doing. Although the, the Netflix always knows what they're doing. They do, but the, I will say that the mo- the most annoying of the families that they worked with is yes, the first episode. Of course. Um, do you guys call? I have to ask this question. Oh God. Yeah, you got to tell me the truth though. You ready? Okay. Do you call each other, babe? I don't know, babe. You, you mean like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I mean be like, honest. No, no, not like just not no, no. Okay, good. No, I mean it's something because <laughs> I would judge you. There's like there's like a uh, there's a, uh, a I can't remember even what it is a, a TV show or a movie where like the oh no oh no it's the office it's the oh, office right when yeah. Michael is with I can't remember anybody's <laughs> shit today but right when when Michael and Jan are together yes and they're constantly calling each other babe right and everybody's making fun of them for it that's what I'm, that's what, okay it's all coming back. And, so and Mike and I, we always like laugh about that, and then I, and then I'll sometimes and then I'll catch myself calling her babe. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, <laughs> but it's not it's not routine. But it's fun. It's, it's ironic. Yeah, or whatever. Right. right. Um, speaking of the office, I don't know if this is true, but I read a headline that someone saved somebody's life because they remembered CPR from that office segment. Do you remember oh this? God. Staying alive. Yeah, you know they yeah, do that right. whole. They remembered that song and like how you're supposed to yeah. beat and all that. And well, they, they, they saved teach you that song. life. They, they, but they teach you that, and when you get certified. For oh, CPR. okay. Well, That's this person tempo, hadn't yeah. ever been certified. They just saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The office is saving lives, right? Which is part of why I'm so glad they sponsored this program. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they need anyone else to watch it, but it's true. So. We got into it, and I'm going to go through some of it here for the purposes of uh, teaching you some shit, as I usually have to fucking do on this show. Never mind our fans, who've probably seen it already. Yes. Um, No, but more so, I'm interested in your thoughts, and also, you know, in the application of some of this stuff in the context of having kids. Okay, before you get into that, can I say something? Fine. It's Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Oh, from Ghostbusters. of course, stay puffed. It's stay puffed, and, and now, now that Sponsored I've said that, I've puffed. literally only been thinking about that, so I had to take a second. Yeah, I saw out. you the, the whole time I, we've been I was talking. Like, I was like, if, I, if I don't fucking look this, because we play with the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man toys every day. Yeah. If, if I don't figure that out, I'm not going to pay attention to anything. Yeah, I'm probably not anyway. But I'm now. Do I have your mind? I'm now. You have my your soul. mind, body, and soul. Yeah, yes, my body, especially. <laughs> That's probably a pretty good segue to this. Yeah, spark joy. Okay, so I'm going to start with. Um, I mean, uh, all right. I'll say. I'll say these things to help frame it a little bit i i pulled this off of some article that i'm not going to give credit to because i don't remember where <laughs> playboy <laughs> i think it was martha stewart um Same thing. did she ever actually go to jail she did yeah she did. yes she served her time i think it's like six months yeah all right good for her hardened criminal <laughs> all right so one of them they, they start off each show with the idea that you visualize a clutter-free life like basically your house as you want it to be this like so you, know, like, dream. you do a visual okay so, so should i do this as you yeah close your eyes okay so I visualize what I want my house to be or maybe, what she wants my house to be. Maybe I should find the piano track that they play. Because every time in the show, what she'll do is she'll do a it's little... It's just chopsticks over and over again. <laughs> <there. laughs> she'll, she'll, uh, she'll go down on the floor and do like a little... <laughs> what you might call a prayer, but they don't call it that. You know, right. it's her just like talk, speaking to the house. She's like, Heavenly Father. <laughs> Wait, so... So I'm supposed to visualize what I want our house to look like? There's an element to this of just, a, yeah, a visualization. Like what you want, how you want to live your life in this sort of clutter-free way, assuming that that is but that true. But th- th- why would I want to live in a clutter-free manner? I don't know. You tell me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's one element to it. It's like the idea that you think about that. The other, of course, that you've heard a lot about is sparking joy, okay? Right. So let's let's dig into this one. And maybe this is a helpful moment where 
Um, I'll go through. She recommends you sort of like categorize all the stuff that you want to tidy up into these five categories, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. So it's clothing, books, papers, kimono, which is like stuff basically. Okay. Um, And then sentimental things that are, you know, hold some sentimental value, which of course I feel like there's overlap there, but anyway, Mm -hmm. and that you go in that order because there's this thing that where you go through each of those types of, you know, categories of things. And first of all, a lot of her method I think is about categorizing things and as a way of organizing them or going through them yourself. Um, But in going through them in that way, she, and again, I haven't read the book, so like I'm sure, you know, people will write in, her followers will probably fucking write us nasty comments. Right. Correcting They're n- me. Notoriously. Yeah, exactly. Violent. Um, I hope they do. So we need the uptick. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, we can do some controversy here, people. <laughs> so she recommends going in that order because it helps you actually build a sensitivity to the things that might spark joy for you. So sentimental is last. That's yeah, exactly. And and by that point, you've sort of you've become attuned to your stuff mm-hmm. and like what really matters to you and what doesn't. Okay. Which, you know, I, so, I kind of so appreciate l- that. Let me qualify what I said a minute ago. So it, it's not that I don't want to live a clutter a clutter free life. Yeah. But I I think and I, I hope she allows for this. I think there are probably like sort of gradations of cluttered existences, and some people really want to live a completely minimalist, uncluttered lifestyle, and some people like me. I, I sort of I enjoy having a lot of weird stuff and I like yeah. curiosities and things like that and, and I'm okay but I, I I think no matter what it is useful to at least be aware of it right of what you have and that it's not just chaos well I'm guessing and putting a name on it allows you to organize it in some way right I think what okay. she would say is it. that everything has a place I, it's I not it. it's okay. not about got, no got, clutter got, you okay. got it you it's got not it's not a judgment. so we'll just stop now okay we're done yeah actually that's one of the things I do appreciate about this whole thing while it is fairly rigid right and at least in the way I understand it in terms of very structural process and we'll go through what some of that is but there is no element of like judging. It's like for every person, you know, what sparks joy for you is yes. different than what sparks joy for someone else. So okay, if it's an it. old sweater that you've never worn, but it sparks joy for you, like she's not going to go in and be like, get rid of it. Right. You know, she's just right. going to say, if it sparks joy, keep it and then organize them in categories that make sense. And, you know, everything should have a place. Um, okay. And so. I'm seeing the appeal of this, actually. I, it's appealing, yeah. I'm coming around already. And, but you know what's interesting, too, in this process? I'm finding in myself, and maybe I didn't ever identify it this way. You'll probably not be surprised to hear this, but I get a lot of satisfaction in, <laughs> in organizing and some of this tidying up stuff. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to our initial episode where we talked about <clears throat> stuff and the chaos that can be in our houses that right. then also develops in our in our head, right? Like, yes. It just feels... Yes. It, it's, it makes it harder day to day and you just feel kind of like uh, overwhelmed or burdened by your stuff because you feel out of control fundamentally exactly right so and that's never good it isn't and so i appreciate that aspect to this okay. um so like i said you, you break it down into those categories and then what you do is this is the overwhelming part but like let's say it's clothing you take every single piece of clothing you have and you make a big sort of mountain of it on your bed or wherever and you, and one by one, you go through each thing, you pick it up, and you say, does this, you know, spark joy? Like, do I actually have, like, a physical uh, sensation? Like a boner. Of joy. <laughs> like a boner. Could yeah. be a boner. This is um, the classic telltale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget about... <laughs> the boner check? Nope. Get Forget about... Uh, no. Why am I blinking on what it's called? What's the drug stay that puffed. you can take? Yeah, stay puffed. Oh, boners. uh... That would be a fucking amazing name for this. <laughs> for an erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Viagra. It should be called Stay Puffed. It should be Stay Puffed. We just yeah. stumbled stay, into that. If we ever become wealthy, we need to oh patent. My God. <laughs> That's amazing. I think we just accidentally made the greatest brand name. Can you and get race? a license and everything like that, and have the marshmallow man? I, be we like, should probably yeah. edit this out so nobody does it first. Yeah, that's brilliant. <clears throat> that's great. Why did I mention but it? Was Vi- Viagra. 
because I was just about to make a joke and say, forget about Viagra, just clean your stuff just and you'll, you know, joy you'll have over four hour boner fill buckets everywhere and you, you won't need to call a doctor. Yeah, right. So you go through the whole mountain of stuff and one by one you either, you know, it sparks joy and you keep it or it doesn't. And there's another element of all of this um, where she's sort of like there's a personification thing going on where each thing like you imagine it as something that's alive <laughs> I'm wow. trying to say this with a straight face. In other words, <clears throat> the way that you, first of all, when you get rid of something, you thank it first. You say, you know, thank you. Okay. Your services will no longer be necessary. <laughs> you fire it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. She doesn't actually use those words, but I just did. Uh, and then you and then you get rid of it. Okay. When you keep it, she has a very specific method of how you fold things and how you organize them, which is like, you know, I, I think for socks, she says they don't like to be... <laughs> rolled up and or they don't like to be you know how how would you describe what you do to socks stuff them inside mutilated of each other. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah right they don't like that apparently um according what, to what her. is that what is she what is she, what I is mean, she talking I know. about this, I, is, I know it goes a little it goes a little i haven't read the book again so i'm being i don't want to be too it's judgy because it seems like she ha- both abhors objects and yeah. also loves them too much right that's like, interesting like she yeah. wants to get rid of them but she also treats them like they're more important than a normal person would treat them yeah, and maybe there's something deeper going on psychologically to that, right? I think I you think, love what you hate, and you hate what you oh, love. Oh, I see where you're going there. Kamari. I was thinking <laughs> more so. It's about the fact that it it needs to matter in some way, and like all your stuff has some history to it, or mm-hmm. you know, story behind it. Um, but it's about focusing in on the stuff that you know does spark joy for you. Okay. It's like it's adds adds value would be a business way of saying it, I guess. But it's all sort of like it's <clears throat> it's it's all giving a name. In a in a space in your mind to things that you don't take a chance to do that with. Well, right? I think that's, that's kind the of the benefit idea. of getting it all in one place. Which, but know, also for... acknowledging it as something more than just something that happens to be in your house. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so if you treat it like it's something that is real, then, yeah. you, then you can say like, I don't actually need this in my I life. I hate you. I've always hated you. I, I, you dumb sock. <laughs> well, like there are socks that I just never wear. I'm like, why yeah. do I fucking? Oh still yeah, have there's this clothing that we all do sock. that with, yeah, right? right? Yeah, the dumpy yeah. sock. The one I'm like, ugh, it's just terrible socks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. Uh, what else do I have to say about this? I feel like I'm going in all different directions here, but, um, th- there's also an element of like the idea of the, what we just said, what you just said with the dumpy sock thing is true of all of us <laughs> where we keep stuff. <laughs> and the thing is you all, there's this thing that lingers with a lot of us where it's like, well, what if I need that again? You know? Um, and, I and hate often, that question and yeah, I ask that and it just all never the comes. Time. That never, it's rare that that actually John, happens. I have a shelf full of like 60 <laughs> gallons of butane. <laughs> That I got because we had this fireplace that I got Micah from Valentine's Day that was like a glass tabletop oh one, and God. I got like the year's supply of fuel for it, and then it broke after a week. And, and you now, kept all the butane. And I'm like, well, for one thing, what Where do you do, you do keep... with it? What? 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 Yeah, now getting I, rid of that is right. Tough. But I'm also like, God, if a fire breaks out in our house, our fucking bedroom's gonna explode, <laughs> right? Like, so I'm actually genuinely, I should talk to you. To Marie honestly, Kondo should about get this. rid of that shit. Yeah, you but how? Forget about I'm, Marie Kondo. Honestly, just I'm actually the fire just asking you. How do I do? I go to the fire department with this thing? No, you know what? Different towns have different. Uh, uh, hazardous waste days or something yeah. like that. Like our town has two days a year. But like, could I dump it out in the bathtub? I mean, you could, but that'd probably be terrible. But it could be. Cool. If you ever fart in the what tub I, after well, that, what if I? What if I did? Kaboom! Kaboom! <laughs> sparks joy. I'll tell it's you that. Spar- oh, just don't spark anything. Actually, <laughs> um, is there anything else worth saying here? I don't know. I mean, the the treat them alive thing. Why is- and it- well, why why would she care about how socks are folded? I think that's the point. It's caring about your stuff, and if if okay, if you spend a little time and really, you know, 
I don't know. Dignity seems like a strong word for your fucking stuff. And I'm not, I don't necessarily buy into this part full on, but I, I appreciate the idea behind it, which is to be more purposeful um, and to have a little bit, have more appreciation for the stuff you keep and let go of the things that aren't really sparking joy for you. Right. So if it sparks joy, then it's like treat it in a way that is, um, you know, might actually allow you to sort through it more easily, access it better, mm-hmm. you know, so like always use clear Tupperware instead of, you know, when you're like putting stuff in the garage so you can easily access stuff. Right. So, I mean, I'm more drawn to the more practical stuff behind a lot of it. Right. The idea of taking everything out of each of those categories and trying to go through them. I mean, for me, that's kind of ridiculous as, you know, with kids and stuff to be able to have the time to take all of your stuff out and then go through <laughs> that, it. Th- honestly, that's the main thing I'm thinking about is yeah. when would I when would I do this? Well, it, yeah. Like folding clothes, for example, is oh, I know. fucking horrible. A, it just sucks no matter what. <laughs> but when there's kids running around... It's like that. Like I have to go shut myself up in our bedroom to yeah. fold them now. Well, and then, then, you then I'm like gone for a half hour. Watch the show, and then you'll be laughing even harder about the idea of folding clothes because she has a method where you spend it at least doubles the amount of time you'd have to spend oh, on folding. I fucking hate folding clothes, and it's it gets them to be really small, so you can actually like see everything in a drawer rather than stacking them. Oh, that is cool. It's really cool, but like cool. it would take forever. Yeah. And then she's asked this question, like you know, how do you deal with this with toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. She and she actually has young kids, right? Um, and basically her answer was that, you know, she's folding all the time. They've actually, they love folding now themselves. Um, so it kind of gets back to the, the modeling thing that we themselves. talk about. Yeah. <laughs> they fold. I mean, it's, it's far fetched, I think. And there was actually a great slate, uh, dot com article. The title was something like, uh, <laughs> these 15 onesies don't spark joy for me, but, <laughs> but I'm still going to keep them Marie Kondo or something like that. Because the point is, especially with kids' clothes, too, like, you can't just get rid of everything, you know? Right. You, yeah, half the stuff they're wearing I don't like, but, you know, they're going to be grow but out like, of it. like, they, they cover their bodies and Yeah, it's a hand-me-down. Yeah. I'm not going to buy new clothes, right. you know? So, but it's crazy how many clothes they have. Right. And then how sometimes they will just have no pants left. <laughs> do you notice <laughs> yes, this? Yes, I do, like, yes. why are there just no, there's just no pants? Because they've pooped in and all And I'm, like, of looking them. in the hamper... And there's like, no, and I'm looking at the laundry, and I'm like, why are there no fucking pants anywhere? Yeah. And then they just show up one day, like the cycle comes back around again, and they get folded back and put. And then all of a sudden, it's probably because Micah's doing, those, doing that laundry, and I just don't know about it. Yeah, that's, probably that's what's true. Happening. That's true. But but I, but I'm I'm frequently in that situation, and I'm like, there's three hundred thousand t-shirts, right? And there's no pants. Yeah. It doesn't make but any it's sense. It's like us with socks, right? Like, I mean, I'm always in a situation yes. where I'm like, a, it's... why do I have so many socks? And B, why are none of them matching? All and of them C, are gone. Where are they all? It's the lowest common denominator thing, right? Where you all, we all have one thing where that's the trigger for us to do laundry. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough blank. Underwear. You know? Yeah, underwear it is, is another always one. always Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah where well, you got to stop pooping like, your wow, pants. I, yeah, I was like, well, I just had laundry yesterday and I have no uh, underwear left. But that's the one that clearly you got to, like, there's no alternative there. You know, you can't just find an old sweater. You can't just find an, a replacement pair. Right. <laughs> Unlike the other clothing where usually you have enough options. Yeah. You can make do. We're going to turn the shirt or inside out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> underwear, I hope you're not having to do that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, there's a lot behind it and I approached it you know, skeptical, and, like, I, I I haven't fully tried it out in terms of taking everything out at once. But you've tried bits of it? But I've tried bits of it in terms of, um, I probably little of it, because I also don't really do the personification thing and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I do, what I really appreciate is, like, at least with certain sections of, let's say, my kitchen, right? Taking out everything in yes. a cabinet, right? And really going through it and spending a little time doing that. Um, and I've started to do it with, like, I have a file cabinet. We went from having four drawers down to just having two, like, little file boxes mm-hmm. so we can get rid of the stupid file cabinet because it has become this, like, clunky old thing that we don't even really use. Right. 
I just find, I don't know if you, you, you feel this way, but the actual act of going through stuff and getting rid of a ton of stuff. It always feels good. That's what sparks joy for me. That does spark joy. <laughs> you know? I just did that this weekend, actually. Yeah. yeah. So my desk where I work all the time at home is, uh, I, I absolutely love it. And it's like my favorite spot to, to work in the house, you know? But because of that, I end up, because when I work at home, I'm there. When I write music, I'm there. Right. So when much I, happens. When I write, so all the magic know, all the happens. Things, it's all the magic. So many farts. We make children on that desk. Yeah. That's not true. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's just a really, uh, it's it, a lot of stuff ends up, ends up there, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it, a lot of sort of the, the, the layers of sediment from the activities Doritos. that I'm doing end up there. <laughs> Literally food. Mountain like, Dew. I was, I was vacuuming yesterday. I was like, why is there, there's like a full chip. <laughs> like I don't, in the keyboard. I don't remember eating this, but at some point How a full chip fell on the floor. formed chip get and nobody into the stepped keyboard? on it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is it baking inside the <laughs> laptop? But, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to take an hour, even though the kids are awake. And I'm just gonna just fix it. And so I like took everything. I took everything off the desk and everything out of the drawers. Yeah. Well, not, some of the stuff out of the drawers. And like just moved everything out. And I swept and I vacuumed. And then I was like, okay, what is actually relevant to what I'm doing? Yeah. So there and you what go. have I just been putting off getting rid of? Right. And that feeling was great. And every time I walk in the bedroom now, I get my boner from Sparking <laughs> Joy. Boner. Yes. I'm like, I'm like Micah, it's working. <laughs> And it, every single time, I'm like, this is exactly perfect. It's you know? so true, yeah. And yeah. I, I do think that until you actually take all that stuff out and like assess, you know, in the context of all of it, it's yeah. hard to know. Whereas if you try to pick off one at a time, and it adds up, there's this cumulative yeah. effect, right? That's exactly. Where it. every time you walk by, you have that little moment where you're like, oh, I got to do something about that, and then yeah. it goes away. Yeah. And then the next day, you're like, oh, I got to do something about that, and then it and, goes away. And that cumulative thing it builds up to the yes. point where then you you feel like it's a daunting task. You yes. don't have time for it. Um, and I do think this happens to us in our brains, both with all that physical stuff, but also just with life. Mm-hmm. And this is at least one area where there's a, a pretty direct way of going through it. Whereas, you know, the thoughts in our brain and all of the stuff that's weighing us down, right. uh, it's a little bit more complex probably. But it is, though, actually very similar to the meditation that we talk about yeah. on the show. Like yeah. there are techniques that you and I have both studied in this Headspace stuff. <laughs> studied As deeply. a master, as a, <laughs> I've gone to the dojo. But it talks about doing exactly that, yeah. which is allowing the clutter to be in your mind and then allowing yourself to like listen to the clutter and then how to focus out from the clutter. And then as it comes back to pay attention to what's coming back so you can remember it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the next time you can focus on that thing that was cluttering and, and you can visualize you visualize taking it out, right? Yeah, yeah. And that actually works, uh-huh. right? So that makes sense. A lot of it has to do with putting a name on something and identifying it as a quantity yeah. in your head and then doing something productive with it. I think so. And and I like, for me, this idea of being minimalist. I, I'm never going to have a house. I can relate to what you're saying. It's, I'm never going to have a house where you'd go in and there's like, you don't actually see any objects anywhere. It's just furniture, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't want that. Um, I used to. There was a time in my life yeah. where I really would have well, loved that Well, you've got more of that aesthetic. Austere... You know, you care more about that. I do I love that. Yeah. I do. I do. I love like, you know, modernism and I yeah. love that sort of that aesthetic. But I also agree that like, it's not actually, at it's the end of the day, it's, it's, not, it's not a place to live and it's not yeah. who I am. Right. And, and and it's okay to realize that about yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, and and particularly the idea of being minimalistic in that way is mm-hmm. preposterous with kids. It's just like yeah. you know, people do it though. Yeah, but I'm like, how much fun do you think that really is? Like, right. what do you do when little Timmy comes home? Yeah, and he writes on the walls. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When our kids write on the walls, it's like, well, it kind of fits. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like I guess that we'll call yeah, that painting. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> right? That's great. Um, she also, I'm just remembering, had this thing where. You know, they asked how you get rid of, ki- of toys, and, and she suggests going through the same method, but the kids do it. I, I would love to do that. Where with they the kids. make a I'm pile. I'm actually thinking about that right now. But the thing is, 
kids, it's a lot harder for them to get this concept of what sparks joy. They Truly, it might be most of that stuff sparks joy in that moment for them, right? So what she suggested is you could actually have them rank the stuff, which mm. I feel like is also a tough concept. I mean, maybe if kids are older, you know, Jude yeah. could do this, where they actually rank them, you know, with some system, I guess. Um, and then you would sort of let go of the other, you know, the stuff that's uh, at the bottom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think the idea of building the sensitivity to what so-called sparks joy as well is helpful because then the more you practice that, the easier I think you could probably let go of stuff mm-hmm. and have and feel like you're, you're good with that, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I don't know. For me, it is, it's been just acknowledging that there's like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people out there who like study this stuff and, and, um, have ways of talking about it and this is a common thing we all face and and for me it's it's been acknowledging the fact that like just the act of doing it of tidying up is kind of like enjoyable yeah you know and it's 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 therapeutic yeah you know it is um i think it's a great idea i'm actually excited about working on this i think that watch i think show. i should watch this while well, i do you know as the title sponsor of our program yeah of course um no, she's I think gonna be guest like on next, of, next she's, week she's well. coming on yeah, yeah definitely i think it sounds like a really great you know, she's idea she's like our age too She's one year older than yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. I've actually looked it up. Yep. 80, 84. Uh-huh. Are you 86? 85. You're 85, yeah. Yeah, we're too. both 85, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah that's good, a good, good year. year. Good that's year. A, that's a great year. Great yeah. wine. Great <laughs> wine. The classic wine year. I will say one criticism I have of the show, and I don't know how much this extends to her book, but I feel like she doesn't give you much in terms of maintenance. Like, this is, to me, this is something you might do once, maybe once a year, but even that's a lot to go through all your stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, these people doing it in the show have never done it before. And so it's, it's like, like an a, intervention, right? It's in meant the show, to be. It's like an episode of Hoarders. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But, the, but the thing is, they're not hoarders. Like, they're just normal people who have a lot of clutter. I got to say, I, I was thinking, like, I had this, uh, we, we talked about this before. Like, I had this, like, inner, inner fear that people are going to come to our house and they're going to be like, oh, my word. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But then they show, like, the quote unquote normal people on the trailer for this Marie Kondo yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, that's <laughs> know, right? terrible. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, it just helps you feel better. Yeah, and like, some okay. of the stuff, it, it is amazing how some people approach some stuff and you're like, really? That like like for some people the idea of organizing things in categories or even separating your clothes, you know, mm-hmm. your partner and yours clothes is like a new idea for them. And I'm like, really? People don't like how do you not separating clothes? Yeah, li- like like do you combine all of your clothes in the same drawers? You know, are we supposed to do that? No, that's what I'm oh, saying. Okay. Oh, but I some, think I, I think some, arguing the other side. No, of it. no, yeah. no, no. But some people very much like don't categorize their stuff or don't like separate them out. I'm not talking about like wow. nitty gritty categories. I'm talking about like you know putting kitchen stuff in the same um, closet as towels or like. <laughs> okay, but that's, that's that's pretty. So that, that's pretty bad. That makes me feel better about my life. I think we have a pretty good baseline of, yeah. of organization, but I, but I do constantly feel when I'm home like oh I gotta do this like i should just take care of like we don't, we're not we haven't read this shelf of books in t- 20 years right. you know yeah. we're not gonna yeah there are there are moments like that that i think we could probably all, all i mean my from. approach is chipping away at it more than it is trying to do it all well, at once does she like talk this? about that like is, no is it okay? that's the thing she doesn't okay. so i think that would be nice i think no but i think she's like, rigid you know about this she thinks that oh you she's should. intense yes you have to take it she's all a out because that's dictator. the only way you're gonna really truly be able to see it all in the context um and and go through it which so yeah I, I appreciate it, but I also feel like it's it's just not going to happen that way for me. So she so but she, she wants it to be totally wholesale, at least with each category of thing. Yeah, you should take out all of your clothes. So she would say, don't do it with like, for example, um, one bookshelf. Right. She would say, take out all your books. Why? Well, you don't have time to. do I get that, the idea. You know? Yeah, if I had the time, maybe I would do it. I get. When, I get when, why. When, when does she say to do that kind of stuff? You know, like, do you have the kids stay with somebody? <laughs> yeah, you just send them, ship them away for a week, and then do it. Right. Because if I did that, if I took out all of our clothes, then we'd have a fucking pile of clothes for like weeks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And then you'd start to like, 
could develop a system in the pile where like your shirts would be in one section of the pile. <laughs> right. Because like when are you going to have time with the kids? Right. Exactly. Unless and, you and just it, don't take care of them for a few days. That's just true. Let them fend for themselves. I have to say, I was actually surprised. You know, you mentioned that Jude might be because he's slightly older, might be in a different category. Um, he definitely is at this point. Like yeah. there are things where he's like, yeah, we can get rid of that. That's awesome. Which has been really nice. And yeah. it's actually uh, like freed up quite a lot of space for us. But the only thing that I'm thinking could be problematic is that because they share basically everything at this point. Yeah. Sometimes better than other times. As, as we've know, discussed. Um, there, I, I, I wouldn't want Jude to make the sort of unilateral decision on every object. You know, because I feel like it could be it, something that Henry might want and not That's know true. yet. So maybe, maybe maybe with the kids we'll do it when they're a, both a little bit older. Yeah. And... Uh, Maybe Mike and I, you know what, I appreciate the philosophy, Murray Kondo, but I might be doing, you know, maybe half of a room at a time. Yeah. And it's better than nothing. I think so. My approach with the kids' toys has been to migrate stuff first to the basement because we'll occasionally go down there and play when they're like bored upstairs. Mm -hmm. So the stuff that I think is like on its way out, I'll just push down to the basement and see if they even notice. And And then do they? And then often, no, they never have. I mean, then occasionally they'll go in the basement and then Grace will be like, oh, that's where this is, you know, (laughs) and she'll want to bring it back upstairs, (laughs) which whatever, that's fine. Um, But then if it's in the basement for a while and no one's used it, I'm like, all right, let's get rid of it. So then at least it's like, you know, because I'm not going to let them make the decision now, honestly. I just don't think, I mean, certainly Luke doesn't know how to, you know, tell me what he wants. Right. Um, But I wonder if there's a way to preserve... um, so, for example, we've been going back in the racing room quite a lot lately. Yeah. Um, because it's like a big, and for those of you who might not remember this from the show, the, the racing room is a part of our attic that has a ladder going up to it that, that Jude and I basically made into like our ultimate little nostalgia toy area with Sounds all the amazing. games and all the, the, the you know, racetrack stuff and all the memorabilia and you know, all the crazy stuff. Um, and now Henry goes up there too. And now the, so the three of us hang up there, you know, quite a bit. And part of what's fun about it is that a lot of the old toys that we've you know not donated yet but we've been kind of holding on to and not done anything with they're all stored in the attic you know yeah and so they do enjoy sometimes going through those old boxes and then remembering things that they had yeah and choosing one or two things to take back you mm-hmm. know yeah so i wonder if there's like room in this philosophy for surprises down the road that might oh that's interesting because there is something you know nostalgia is a big thing too right and, yeah and sometimes like you know, i might not get joy sparked by you know something that I have right now, but down the road, maybe it'll become important. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Or maybe I, not. I'm guessing she would say... Like, she would fucking she, hate that. She would say, get rid of that shit. No. Yeah. She would be like... I mean, it's all about what sparks joy now, but if it's something that sparks joy in the moment, then I think you would keep it. But don't you change over time? That That's the... I mean, well, or, or, yeah. or the things that bring you joy change. Maybe you don't maybe. personally. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a good question. Right? Yeah. That's the only, the only room for... It's interesting going through papers. That's another category, and I've been yeah. doing that because, like I said, we've been going through this file cabinet, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting going through like college stuff, and you know, and actually going through each paper. Yeah. Um, which you know, it's laborious, but again, if I do a chip away at it, it's like all right, I can do a few each night or whatever. Yeah, and then you always feel um, a little bit better. And it is so interesting running into stuff that you just haven't. You're like, oh, I kept that, you know. I like that feeling. Um, yeah. Like I found a piece of paper the other day. Yeah. That uh, where I was before my handwriting had shifted to cursive, which which I, in high school I like made a conscious decision to like study cursive handwriting. Yeah. Which didn't work out great because now nobody can read what I write. <laughs> But it's like, a but dying I found art. Yeah, it's a dead but art. Probably, it's literally dead. But I found something from before that, and I was like, "Michael, like, come take a look at it." And we were looking; at it. it was crazy. It was like watching another hieroglyphs. Person's. Yeah, it was totally different. Um, anyway, so I, I we got to wrap. Yeah, um, I'm, I'll read the program note next time for the ballet. But before I do, I want to just offer our listeners a discount code in case you're yes. looking to coming to this. It's March 10th, which is my birthday, at 3 p.m. Um, at Boston University at the Sci Center for Performing Arts. And we have a discount code. If you go to bmv.org, which is the website, it's Boston Music Viva, BMV, 
Um, you can go to bmb.org and go to concerts and choose the family concert, or you can go to bmb.org slash, slash March. You'll see my picture. It's very clear. Um, if you buy tickets uh, there, you can use the code GREEN, G-R-E-E-N-E, at checkout, and it's 50% off. And, All right. Um, it'd be great to see you guys there. There you go. Bring the family. Yeah. Bring everybody. Standing ovation or you're fired. Done. All right. We'll talk again soon. Spark some Let's joy. Tidy up some shit. Bye.